Welcome to a brand new episode of the Front End Happy Hour podcast. In this episode, we will be talking about internships and how to best leverage an internship and also how other engineers can help interns to grow. We have a special guest, Moira, joining us. Moira, can you give us a brief introduction of who you are, what you do, and what your favorite happy hour beverage is? Hi, um, thank you so much for having me, first of all. I am a junior at UC Berkeley studying computer science. And so I guess on the topic of internships, I interned at PayPal last year, and I'm very much in the middle of finding my internship for this next summer. And my favorite happy hour beverage is currently hot tea because I'm slightly sick. Right on. Uh, Let's go around the table and give introductions for today's panelists. Ryan, you want to start it off? Sure. I'm Ryan Aklum. I'm a software engineer at Netflix. I'm Mars Julian. I'm also a software engineer at Netflix. I'm Augustus Hewn. I'm a front-end engineer at Evernote. And I'm Ryan Burgess. I'm a software engineering manager at Netflix. In each episode of the Front End Happy Hour podcast, we like to choose a keyword that if it's mentioned at all, we will all take a drink. What did we decide today's keyword is? Experience. 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 So from now on, if anyone says the word experience, we will all take a drink. All right, well, let's get started. First off, I want to know who's actually done an internship and how was it? What was it like? Yeah, I've actually done two. I uh, interned at Workday um, when I was a junior and then actually right after college. I didn't feel like completely ready for a full-time yet, so I interned at Evernote, and then I converted to full-time. Right on. I think I actually started in the web when it was so early. There probably was no web development internship because it was <laughs> literally on the forefront of web development. Yeah, you're, you're probably right. <laughs> Mars? Yeah, I mean, I did, well, I did a couple internships, but only the one that I did right before senior year was actually computer science related. Um and it was with a small startup in New York City. So that was an interesting experience. Oh, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> cheers. And I would say I learned a lot. Uh, I, you know, I was kind of left to my own devices. And there's a lot of things that you need to pick up in an internship. And I think also specific to my particular uh, school program was that there was a lot of actual skills that I could apply towards a full time job later, whereas a lot of the stuff I was learning in school was more theory oriented, like networking oriented. And I really found that front end development was something I wanted to do through my internship because it was just kind of off the beaten track of what the curriculum at school was presenting us. For me, I did a internship right after school as well. It was kind of part of actually graduating was working. And to me, I think it was a two, three, maybe four month uh, internship. And I learned so much more there than I ever did in school. It was, well, it's probably not true. Is like I learned all the skills that I needed to have, but then actually learning how to apply it, that was the big thing is being in the workforce and saying, oh, this is how we're actually building something that is going to get shipped to a client. Yeah, I think that's a really good point because um, in school, we definitely learn a lot of theory and just like how to think and approach a lot of problems. But that was definitely something I realized this summer is that like I sat down in front of this web app and was like, I have no clue how to build any of this. <laughs> so then, thanks to the handy tools of Google and like my manager and like a lot of resources that you get to experience when you're in an actual work environment. That's when you gain those. Cheers. Skills. Oh, no. Oh, right. <laughs> no, don't be sorry. That's the point of the keyword. <laughs> but yeah, I think having that very real world application makes a really big difference because your school's education in terms of how you think and framing how you approach problems is really important. But then being able to understand the current state of the industry and then understanding how to apply what you learned in school to that is a whole nother story that you definitely need that experience. Oh my gosh. Cheers. <laughs> I don't know, technically we finish the word. Yeah. Well, we're going we're gonna to let her have that. Yeah. I think the uh, interesting thing too is 
you're oftentimes in school, even if you're building something, you're starting with fresh code, but I'm sure you might've even experienced this at PayPal is you're thrown into a code base that already exists. Did I say experience? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Ooh, we're going to have fun tonight. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a really good point, too, because in an internship, um, I feel like in school, sometimes the problems are so self-encapsulated that you're kind of working in a vacuum in a sense. And then when you get into an internship, you begin to understand how to solve problems that have, you know, solutions that are kind of going to live beyond you in a sense, because when you leave the company, that code lives on. And also having to write code that doesn't just play well with other code, but also plays well with other people. Um, and that's not something Something that you really do a lot in school because I mean it, it the curriculum is very tailored and, and very bite-sized or it tends to be yeah it's more theoretical at that point and this is more applied because you're actually doing something with it right I think there's an upside to it at the same time though because in school often it's you know this is my work I'm the only one who worked on it but in an internship you have a whole community of support around you to you know everyone's invested in in the company and your um skills that you're learning i almost said the keyword <laughs> i almost said the keyword again and the skills that you're learning so you have a little bit um you've got a an, you know a nice support system i feel like yeah i think that's a really good point in that even in school like a lot of our projects are either by yourself or with one other person and obviously there's support in terms of the TAs and like the core staff and everything, but it's a whole different story to have a whole code base that's really run by entire company and to have that exposure to know what it's like to go and ask for help from like someone on a complete, completely different team and just being able to work with other people in that sense is also a really good point because for example, when my partner and I work on a project and we're using Git, it's very simple, like back and forth. And it's, you know, we don't really have this concept of this larger working within this larger code base. But then when you, as soon as you enter a company, you have to learn good Git practices, which were, you know, a concept and very important. And I think that's also just something that you also have to get used to for sure. Yeah, actually, I was also going to say something similar. It was because of my internships that I really like saw the value in Git. Like when I thought of when we were in school, it really is like working in a vacuum. Like when you make a change, you're like, oh, you're going to have a merge conflict with me. Like, oh, I'll merge mine first. Don't worry. But then in, when you're actually working, you know, people can be merging stuff and you have to like figure out like, oh, what's going on? And like, oh, okay, I have a merge conflict. And it's just <laughs> I mean, I laugh when you hear us all saying this. In my internship, it was still like an FTP server or something. <laughs> so, so there was little coordination of like, hey, I, I'm going to just check this file out and I'll update it and then you update it. So it's like there was that coordination even in my internship. So yeah, that's because it was a long time ago. <laughs> my my version control when I first started was naming files. Yes, 2000, like score one and 2001, 10, 12, or whatever. Yeah, and like a V, v version. <laughs> and then a V1, V11, um, V112. How are internships helpful for software engineering in general? From So I guess there's two standpoints. One is like for the engineers at the company, why is it valuable to have internships or like interns? And um, for interns, like why is it valuable to take internships? Yeah, because it goes both ways. It definitely does. And honestly, I... I just want to speak from like software engineering from taking on interns. I think mentoring is a great way to grow. Like you learn so much by mentoring someone and being able, there are a lot of things that I felt I understood. But then when my intern came and said, oh, hey, um, can you explain this a little more in depth? I would be like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's this is like, oh, then what about this? And it's like, oh, um, and it really like challenges you to like really understand like the full like understanding. So. Yeah, I mean, teaching someone is actually a really hard thing to do, but it's also a good way to learn, too, is like you've probably, like you said, you're like, oh, I kind of understand or I know how to do this thing. 
but now I have to explain it. Right. And it, it actually allows you to understand it even more in depth, which is really cool too. I think that really depends on the company as well. Like I agree mentorship is really important, but it can be quite tough when you're in a company that doesn't support that. And I think that's, I mean, that's part of finding a job. Like if, if you have to go into it knowing that, and I'm fully in support of it, but sometimes, you know, not everyone gives the mentoring and the intern, the interns they're due and they really should because this is kind of the next, maybe it sounds a little lofty. It's the next generation of software engineers. And at, while you're mentoring, you're also potentially, you know, you could be kind of grooming a new hire, someone who could be a full, stack engineer later and i mean beyond the obvious they also just come in and provide a really really fresh perspective to not only the problems that you're working on but to the industry in general yeah like on that last note i have asked a lot of people like why do different companies put so much money into interns because truthfully like we're not going to do nearly the same amount of work as you know a full-time engineer and the response that i get back a lot of times is that company sees this as an investment into like potential future talent but then on that note, I guess a question that I would have is like, how do companies distinguish how much, like how much resources should they put into their interns and their programs? Because it definitely varies. And I've seen, you know, like very large companies that are able to take on literally thousands of interns and then medium sized companies that can choose to like not take interns at all. And then small companies that like are willing to devote a lot of resources into their interns. So kind of like maybe based off of your different experiences, what dictates a company and their choice in their intern program i think it really just depends because you're right i've seen like large companies do it i've seen small i've seen all ends of it have done it or not done it and i think it's just really how much they value and what they see the investment is worth but it is an investment because i think a good internship has to have the right set up for it is you can't just say like yeah we'll just take on some internships i think that's a poor way to do it it's you'll learn quickly that it, it is not going to work well for the engineers on the team also the intern or interns it's not going to be great unless you have the right people in place even recruiting teams have to be involved in this like it's not just you need to be very organized and find the right interns that want to be at the company but also make sure that they're set up for success as well as the engineers helping with the mentoring side is like they're set up to help the intern, but also that it's not a huge tax on them and that it's not, you know, not beneficial to them at all either. So I don't know what the great answer is yeah. for that, but I think it's really just on the company deciding to invest in it or not. Yeah, actually, I guess speaking from Evernote, yeah, not to brag, but we have um, a pretty good experience. <laughs> you do with have a hiring, good, yeah. hiring Cheers. some. Oh, thank you. Cheers. 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 But yeah, actually, historically, I think for Evernote, we've had a lot of interns that have come on full time, and they've been excellent like people to work with. So it perhaps we're fortunate that our intern program did so well. But I think a lot of it is also just the culture of the company. I think part, I don't know, a part of Evernote is we do value like education um, because a lot of People who use Evernote are like students and the education space is something that we really care about. So I think that's another part of it, too. I think also the company that I was at previously, um, AdRoll, they didn't have an internship program when I started. Um, and one of the things that ended up being successful, and I mean, we really, I mean, we enjoyed it at the time and they continue to enjoy the successes is starting out small, especially when you're just introducing an internship program, um, because it is a really large commitment, um, but it, it can be quite rewarding, but you really should start out small to tune kind of the process. It does require quite a bit of structure. So I think that companies 
well, I don't know the history behind a lot of companies, but at least there we found success in starting out small and growing it into something bigger and, you know, figuring out what are sort of the right sources for internships. Like how do you recruit for interns? What's the structure that you put in place for them? How do you celebrate their successes? And kind of how do you deal with the failures as well? And kind of understanding that it's all part of this longer term, you know, talent pool that you're generating for all of these companies. I think it's a learning experience on both ends. Like yeah, we're talking definitely. about like having interns learn, but it's also like the company's learning how how to best do this and like set everyone up for success. And I think like I like what you said is Adroll started off like with a smaller investment in the sense that it's like don't go too big because we need to figure out how this works for us and we can only take on so much to mm-hmm. figure out how that works and then start investing more and more in it. That's a good idea. Before you're even at the company, how does an intern find a job? How how do you go about applying for it? Is the application different than a full-time job? Oh my gosh, yeah. I'd love to hear it. I'm very like in the midst of this. And I think- We're perfect timing on this one. Yeah, I think that's like on that note, like timing also makes such a big difference, like especially now because I think the way that internships have kind of evolved over the last few years, it's also really interesting in that like everything is like, you have to start early, you have to be very proactive, and it's a very involved process. Um, so I mean, like, I'm, this is like definitely biased from like my perspective and from like a larger school perspective. But um, at least in my experience, like, everyone that I know tries to start very early, like August, pretty much. And then for Berkeley, for example, we're fortunate enough to have a lot of career fairs. But like, with that comes like very large crowds. And so a lot of companies will be there with their full like university recruiting teams, and people go with their resumes and try to talk. But it's also just really hard to get FaceTime because there's just so many people there. And it's crowded and it's stuffy and you're in the gym. And it's just like an unpleasant process. So like, that's one way that people try to get, um, get the resumes even seen. And then Another way is through online portals. So like a lot of companies just have portals, but then like the bad part about that is just a lot of times it feels like you're sending your resume into this black hole and you don't get a response necessarily. Um, and then there's also been a lot of like other different smaller ways. For example, like our school hosts a lot of tech talks. So those are also used as a form of recruiting, but also with that comes like really large crowds, especially like early on in the recruiting season. And that also kind of like sucks the fun out of it because you can go and like be really excited to like meet a company and like really want to learn a lot. And then everyone's just there like trying to hand in their resumes. So I think like in terms of like applying for internships right now, it's it's definitely a really difficult process. And there's a lot of work I think that could be done from like many different parties involved to get it to be more streamlined because it's just really hard, I think, for a lot of people to feel like they will even get their resumes seen. And then, like, once they get their resumes seen, like, it's a whole nother story in terms of, like, the technical interviews, the behavioral phone screens, and just, like, there's a lot of process behind it. And I think that for better and for worse, like, there's so much interest in the tech industry right now and people all want to get involved. But this means that there's a lot of numbers. And from the recruiters end, there's a lot of people that they have to look at. And from the, like, applicants pooled like there's a lot of people that they want to apply to and get seen by so i don't i don't know what the solution is but this the story is that applying is a lot of work and like people say it's like equivalent to another course load like jokingly but also not jokingly because when you're in the midst of it you really just like have to commit to it and like you have to take time to do interview prep you have to like take time to take the interviews like it's a whole whole mess i mean it's like finding a job like that's yeah. literally what you're doing and yeah i don't think there's an answer like the one one solution to it uh but i think it's like how do you stand out like you're, you were just saying is like people are applying they're going to these job fairs you're not just one person talking to them there's a bunch of people that's talking yeah. to this company and so how, you have to learn how to sell yourself 
because that's important. And then also how to stand out and be memorable or like having that resume stand out. One thing I would say is like looking at resumes sometimes is like what always drives me nuts is when someone gives me like an eight page resume. I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I have about, like a you CV. know, yeah, <laughs> like I just need like really like one page should be it. That is yeah. it. like I'm not yeah. going to be reading much more than that. So if you can stand out in that first page, like that's really important. How important do you think it is for someone looking for an internship to have a strong GitHub page where they contribute to a lot of open source projects or have their own projects out there. Is that really important these days? Or like, what do you how how do you feel about that? I think that's an interesting question. Because truthfully, I don't know how many recruiters actually can even take the time to like, check an individual Git repo, like, maybe later down in the process, if you're, you know, like further in, and you're getting to the final rounds, and they can actually take that time to look at you and like really invest in you personally. But Right now, like it's even an issue of like having your resume seen and like even like getting dropped into another pile. So like I think though like people have mentioned like if you do put a Git repo out there, like it is good to have it like updated and like to see that you're proactive. But I think that's for like later on in the process of anything at all. Yeah, I think it's like a nice to have, but yeah, I would worry too much of spending too much effort. And I don't think it's a knock against you either for not having it. You know, even when people apply for like a full time engineering role, there's some people that just don't have open source work or github like accounts that are active that doesn't mean they're not good engineers like i would never look at them and be like ah we can't hire them they've never done any open source work unless i'm hiring for someone who knows open source really really well maybe i would that might be a factor but if it's for an engineering role like that doesn't mean that you have to be active in the community and and have that out there yeah i've actually stopped looking at people's githubs when we hire people or we have people again for technical interviews or tech screens i don't even look at github rarely even look at their resume these days i just want to like interact with them and and talk to them and see how they code actually that's a big one for me too is i don't like to look into the resume too much because i don't want something to bias me like the school or a companies they've worked at previously so maybe not for internship but if they've gone to a certain school or they've got worked at the googles or facebook's or whatever and you're like oh they're gonna be great and it's like well, maybe, I mean, you you're, you see all those things, it's hard to ignore it, but it's like, I'd rather get to talking with someone to understand like, okay, well, at company you did this or at school, like what, what were some of the things you've done and challenges? And then like asking one or two questions, I can ask more and more questions to find out more about someone versus like reading it on a piece of paper. Yeah, it's really interesting that you say that when you hire, you try to stay away from looking at those things because maybe it's just like from the student perspective, but we kind of had this like joke almost where it's like a chicken and egg problem where it's like, oh, they want you to have internship experience to get an internship. And like, it's kind of this issue for a lot of us where it's like, especially when you're trying to get the first one, like, how do you even get your like foot in the door? And like, a lot of people have told me that like having had a big name on their resume, like that helps them get reads. Oh, it absolutely will. Yeah. And like, it's just hard because it's like so many people that I know are very talented and just like don't happen to have that label and just like don't even get that first screen. And so it's, it, I don't know what the solution is either. No. And I think uh, the, even harder is like the internship is one thing. It's like less of, it's a little bit less of a bar to get in the door on the internship it's getting that first job is even harder. I think yes. to me, that is one of the hardest things. Once you have that and you have a year experience and you've worked at company, doesn't even matter which company, people are like, oh, great, you have experience. It's getting that experience, which actually 
leads me to like think that internships are really great because you actually are getting and, and can point out i have real world experience oh man that was like Time. three times <laughs> marza like you just looked at me and i'm like yeah cheers <laughs> i picked up my glass actually i i'm pretty passionate about this topic because um when i was actually i tried to start really early so i didn't actually get into my cs program and so it was very difficult for me to like even kind of get in so actually i I started in sophomore year going to career fairs and I had like literally nothing on my resume. And I remember like vividly this one recruiter came to me and was like, I, I got to be honest with you. You got nothing. You got absolutely nothing that like we need. And he was like, you got to like set yourself apart. And he gave me like this kind of like real talk moment. And at the time I was like really pissed, but looking back, it really helped me. And how I got my first internship that really separated me was I won a hackathon. So that I guess that is one way to kind of separate yourself. It's really, it, but it is really tough. I love how you're like really real about the situation because it is really tough, but kind of going to what Ryan was mentioning, like it's so hard to get your first job without experience. And so I really, really want to encourage any students that are like listening, like try to get an internship as like early as possible, like apply as early as you can, get the feedback and just like, just keep applying, like just <laughs> apply as much as you can and try to get that internship because you learn so much from it and it opens so many more doors. Like after my first internship, so many more recruiters were looking at my resume. Just like even having experience that you can talk about makes such a big difference when you're like in that line at the career fair and like the recruiter has seen like a hundred people. Like, or even if you haven't had a prior internship, if you have like a project that you can point to and talk yep. in depth about it and show that you have really worked on it and really know the nuances of that, I think that makes a big difference. Or even an internship which isn't at like a known company at all, but you can say like, I worked on this project, I made it my own and I was able to gain XYZ experience from it. That just like is so much more than just having nothing to say at all. And so even for people who don't have ex internship experience, like there's, you know, projects that you can do and like different things that you can do to like even demonstrate that you're very proactive and like interested in getting the experience. Even if it's like recreating a product, I recreated Netflix or something like that. And one of the challenges <laughs> of like doing that, I'm already interested just in the fact of being able to talk to something that someone's created. I think also just being able to talk about some of the projects that you've worked on in a way that kind of appeals to this whole process is pretty important as well because it demonstrates that you understand the work that you're doing in the larger context of what it means to be a software engineer. So sometimes even just being able to talk about what you're working on and highlighting the things that will be appealing can be pretty important as well. I think one thing I was thinking is we're talking about this. We're all talking about the positives and how great internships can be. Um, but what kind of advice would you give to someone that's in an internship that's actually not getting anything out of it and not being mentored or it's, it's a negative experience? You know, how can someone move on from an internship and Ooh. put themselves in a better place? On previous episodes of the podcast, we've said quit, right? I mean, maybe that is like honestly the solution, but it that could be really difficult too is depending your like how many months is a typical internship it's three months so like i have like i have heard like through the grapevine of like people who have quit but like even then it's like the total duration it's like not that long so like i would say like i guess like based off of my experience and just like from the people that i've talked to a lot of people who have had bad experiences will usually stick it out just because it's like summer short and like they already have you know their housing set up they're at least getting paid for it. But then I think for a lot of people, it definitely helps to fuel the fire of understanding what they are looking for in their next internship or their next job experience. Because a lot of people, for example, know like, oh, I really want to work on something that's now going to be much more customer facing and like we'll get pushed out and like stuff like that. So it's like, it's, 
a lot of people are able to take that and like productively better understand what they are looking for, even if it's a really bad experience. Well, that and to speak to the chicken and egg problem as well. Um, experience is experience <laughs> at that point. Cheers and cheers and cheers. cheers. So many cheers. <laughs> but I know that it can be tough and sometimes demoralizing being in, um, you know, a 12 week internship and and you don't have you know much to do um and you're not getting a lot of mentorship as well but at the same time it, it really is it's tough you can't switch internships in the middle of the summer as well and it, it right. really will be something that you can talk about later and at least someone will see that you have been working you know as an intern somewhere i don't know i think at that point too is like three months hearing that is like sometimes it's also hard to know in the first like week or two, do you know it's really bad or not? Maybe uh, that's really, really bad if that's the case. But usually a three month dur- duration is not the end of the world. My advice there would be is try and seek out other opportunities. Like if it's a bad manager or a bad team that you're on, look for other opportunities to maybe sync up with other people at lunch, find out what they're doing, get the most out of it. That's what you're there to do is learn and get the most out of it. Yeah. I mean, I guess this is like kind of a shout out to like one of my friends if he's listening, like he'll know what I'm talking about but he had a really bad experience but like at the very least he told me that he was able to meet really cool people through it and like being able to realize that work is not only defined by the literal code that you're writing but also the people that you get to meet and there are also other people that throughout my summer that you know didn't love the project that they're working on but then like at the end like or like throughout the entire summer they would like meet up with a lot of other people and get a lot of mentorship from other teams or they would get connected with other things that they're more interested in and just like being able to be in that work environment and get exposure and then also though like being very conscious you have to be very proactive about it and actively seek those out if you recognize that you're unhappy with your current situation is like definitely a skill that people have to I think learn to develop because that does end up being very important i'm guessing in like full-time work oh yeah no there's jobs that you do <laughs> like, this not is a, like this it, is hypothetical it, it, it totally yeah. is true and i think it's really like seeking out those opportunities to make the best of it and my opinion on that is like if it doesn't get better and like you're continuing to try at some point you, you're just done you quit and like that's okay but yeah three months is not that long so i I like what you said about the connections though i think that's super important a lot of it is just like networking and talking to people is so important that can help you so much more it makes you stand out because now you have this connection where you've like talked to augustus and you're like hey you have this great internship at at evernote are you guys hiring and like he's like yeah yeah like let's Mm -hmm. talk about that and it may go nowhere but at least you now already already have your foot in the door because you've met him or talked to him about that yeah i want i really want to echo the networking part you know and to be on and to be honest in some ways having an internship that you realize you don't like is a really nice benefit that is like a great learning experience to realize what you don't like uh, because you know when you get a full-time job and you realize that it's a little little more awkward in some ways right so um but yeah definitely i i want to echo a lot of that advice because i've had a lot of friends who've also unfortunately had like not as great internship experiences and what they did is they were pretty vocal with their like managers or their mentors who were doing that and they and most of the time they will try to find a way to like make it work for you like the company on one hand they're interested in you doing good work for them but they're also like interested in you like having a good learning experience because you kind of reflect their internship experience cheers Cheers, yeah even to the networking point is more like how how are you even talking with us right now is you came up to us at a 
talk at Netflix and came and talked with us. So I give you credit for actually coming and talking to us as well. Being on your own doing that is not easy, but it's like, that's a great way. We had some great conversations and that to me is like super powerful. Yeah, my friends actually, they give me a lot of shit. They're like, (laughs) (laughs) I feel like half the time you're at PayPal, you were like off at other companies, like talking to other people. And like, but I, I feel like, like we've been saying, like networking is such a big part of it because I had this opportunity to be really in this work environment and to really get to understand what the industry is. And I think also on that note, like I've also had other friends who like through their networking have opened doors in ways that like they never would have if they just sat at their desk and like continue to keep their head down. And I think also just like getting the chance to meet so many different people who experience so many different things is such a powerful experience because like I might not ever go into systems but like it'd be really cool to get to talk to an engineer who is really into that and is really passionate about that and those are really awesome ways I think for people to get exposure and even understand if there's something that they might have never thought about but might be remotely interested in like it's just a good way to get exposure I think especially when you're young at that point you're learning what what do I want to do like I have the CS degree but like even how Mars is like yeah I started like spending more time on the front end and was like this is what I want to do it's a lot of exploring all the different options that are out there to really understand like what is it I want to do is it like full stack is it back end is it front end is it systems is it who knows machine learning that's like hot keyword right now (laughs) we talked about one getting a company to hire you what happens if you have multiple options this this does happen where you have offers from multiple companies how do you choose that? Like what goes through your heads if you were to choose, what are you thinking about? What is like the most important to think about for that company for your internship? I think um, this is not something I knew when I was first looking for internships, but something that I would say I would recommend now having been on the other side, someone who is doing the mentoring is to really ask the company what the structure will be for your internship. What are the types of projects that you're going to be working on? Like really, what is your 12 weeks going to look like? And I think that in having those conversations, you'll understand or I would hope that you could understand from the company what the men- level of mentorship was will be as well and the support because the more I don't it doesn't need to be super structured and very rigorous but knowing that they at least have a plan for you means that it's probably more likely going to be a better experience than another company that's just like oh we have interns we'll figure out how to deal with them when they get here um which can happen as well you know some companies will just you know deal deal with it as it happens um so that was that's something i would say just from having been on on this side of it i will i will say i've experienced that i've had two internships that were very different experiences and it it that definitely wow makes- i mean so many experiences <laughs> no i blame mars i think she chose this one yeah i when you when you said that you wanted experiences as a word i was like i'm not sure if that is i was kind of gunning for yeah i didn't realize it would come this often yeah we need to get a thesaurus we should say opportunities opportunities (laughs) go ahead augustus with your opportunities yes so the opportunities that i've had it, it really does play a huge difference with a well very well planned internship versus one that's which in some ways I would still would say is more accurate to what a full-time would experience. But as an intern, you're not really looking necessarily. Did I say it? I think it was opportunities. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> Yeah. It, it's not necessarily a full-time opportunity. Um, it's not exactly that. You're looking, you're going there to learn. I, I, actually, I think this is something in the tech industry that really needs to change. I feel a lot of people, a lot of companies view internships as, um, 
opportunities to get more extra headcount extra headcount yeah, yeah like exactly. immediately off the bat or output yeah but really it should be opportunities to have your engineers grow as mentors or even just like give back to like and potentially have new hires and yeah i think that's the wrong one too is that and i've definitely seen that as companies like looking to say oh well we can just give them grunt work and <laughs> and, and that that literally gets said to be honest it's not going to help you in the long run to like get more work done you are getting some of that work done but it is coming at the cost that your your full-time engineers are paying the cost to help which is a good thing and help grow someone but i think that's the wrong way to look at it is like yeah we can just get so much more done and for cheap labor like that's not how it should work yeah (laughs) no not at all yeah i think the word learn is really important and interesting because i think internships are a really unique opportunity for people to go and like really immerse themselves into something for three months and then take a step back and realize if that's something they want to continue or not. And a lot of my friends, for example, will try to have very different opportunities between year to year so that they can really see the full range of startup to really big company and kind of figure out before they go into full time what they really want. And I mean, I would love to know the answer of how you're supposed to weigh between two different offers because, I mean, that's something that like myself and like a lot of others struggle with. And I think also something important to keep in mind is just like internships are an opportunity when you're young to like also have fun because I have a lot of friends that are looking at different locations and like also seeing them as a unique chance to live somewhere for three months without permanent repercussions. So I have friends that are, you know, trying to go to New York or Seattle and these are places that um, you know, they might not want to live full time, but obviously this is like kind of a superficial reason, but I think it's just like, is important to keep in mind that this is only three months and that it's not, you're not there to like sell your life away. <laughs> but, oh. but I guess like also on that, on the other hand of that is that internships do offer a really strong opportunity for people to get a bridge into a full-time position that they would be really interested in. And I think that's where the decision becomes that much harder because, um, I think, the summer after your sophomore year, you know, you can commit to things without a lot of permanent repercussions. But then for the summer after your junior year, heading into your senior year, the position that you take, a lot of people kind of view as your opportunity to line up a potential full-time offer that you'd be really happy with. And this is something that a lot of people struggle with deciding about is like, do they want to go somewhere where they think they can learn a lot from and, you know, get a lot of um, exposure to a lot of different materials. But also at the same time, it's the consideration of after graduation, would I want to work here? Is this somewhere where I don't live? Is this a culture of a company that I care about? And I think those are things that like make that final internship that much harder of a decision. That's a great question too, is like, I'd be interested to hear everyone's thoughts on that is you have this opportunity for a internship that yes, three months, but it could lead to a full-time role and maybe that's company X and company Y, you're not quite sure that it could lead to, I guess you never know, but if you thought one was going to lead to a full-time role, do you optimize for that? Or how do you think about that? I feel it really depends on the company. I I really, so I go on um, the subreddit CS career questions a lot um, to help people out or even just learn a lot myself. And there's a term that a lot of people use who are in this situation where they say, oh, I have uh, XYZ companies, which one will maximize my resume value? That's like a term that they use um, because quite honestly, like prestige plays a lot into like, not like not only your current job where you go to, but like your future jobs, like you're not going to, you're not necessarily going to stay at the same job wherever, like for- Especially forever. in tech, honestly, yes, like yes. 
two year stints is a pretty like normal thing. Yeah. So I feel like prestige sometimes does play a heavy role. And part of me doesn't want to admit that that is what you like, that is what you should do. But it might be it really depends on what you're looking for so yeah i think prestige is something that's really hard for people to weigh about because for example like i guess like for myself i'm looking at a you know like a big company that has a lot of prestige that i don't think i necessarily want to work at full time but i think i have the opportunity to potentially learn a lot from versus a smaller company which i think would more suit kind of the culture that i'd want to immerse myself in full time but although is like a good company doesn't have that same kind of like weight and like pizzazz on a resume. So it's how do you choose between something that you could stick on your resume, have it there forever and like maybe carry some weight versus something that is not as much, but is something that you would perhaps find more fulfilling later on in life. That prestige one is a tough one. Cause you're right. Like that can set you up for following jobs in, in your career. But I think of it as when you're so early on that the, the biggest thing is how do you learn quickly like how can you learn and grow as quick as possible and i think to me if and that's not easy to find in a company but if you can think about like the question around it is like you have this opportunity to grow and learn what's the best one for that and maybe it's a big company maybe it's a small startup because you're having to wear like 10 different hats and you get thrown in the deep end and have to like figure it out but maybe there's not enough support for you to help you figure that out too. So I think it's really weighing those areas of like, how do you grow and learn? And I think that to me is the most important thing, but I can also see the point of like working at a certain company that holds some weight, whether, you know, their prestige of Google or whatever it is, it could be very, very valuable. That is actually one thing I will say. I will say if you've had internships before and if you've had, so, so for example, Moira is in her. You're in your third year, but your, your second year, you had PayPal. Like, I, I feel you don't get many opportunities where you can experience different size companies because they operate very, very differently. Like Absolutely. a small company, yeah. like you get. Oh, Cheers. Jeez, Louise. It's, been a while. it's okay. Jeez. <laughs> you know, I had a long day, and I just, you know, I just. It's not the fun and boring hour. <laughs> 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 but it, it's a rare opportunity to get to. Ex- to uh, <laughs> you didn't say it i didn't say it to live live in a small versus big company and they operate very differently as they I do I and I, I think that can actually even just at that you learn a lot you learn like how a startup works and how a big company operates and i think you can bring a lot of value to wherever you're going and- yeah and I, I know we had a episode where we talked about large versus big yeah large versus small companies definitely check it out but it definitely if you have the opportunity to try it out i i would suggest doing it because i've talked to a lot of people and some i i've got very mixed results of what people love big companies you have a lot of process but you learn very different problems problems that deal with scale but for small companies you have to be scrappy but you learn very very fast in another different way right you have to you have to juggle many hats and that is in of itself a really awesome opportunity Great. As we like move into picks or right before, what advice would you give someone just going into an internship or being an intern? How how can they be successful? Like one piece of advice that you would give them? I would say one thing that took me a long time to learn, even as a full time engineer, is to just be very vocal. Um, If you're 
a lot of times um, you kind of have to direct your own career or your own internship in the direction that you want it to, because on the one hand, you need to communicate to your manager, whoever's mentoring you sort of what you want to do, because no one can read your mind. Um, and also you're only, you're just figuring out sort of what uh, you enjoy. And in order to kind of you figure it out and try different things, it really, de- it really depends on what you want to do and just communicate that to people. If you're either not getting what you are enjoying or if you want to just try a different direction, um, this is, it's a very low commitment 12 weeks, which is great. You get, to, you could try a lot of things. You can bounce around. It's very, um, low risk to you as well as low risk to the company. So you should be, you should feel free to, to vocalize that. I think the piece of advice I would give is, and it's not just specific to intern, I give this to anybody, but don't be afraid to say, I don't know. Uh, that's one of the most powerful things you can say in any situation. If you say, I don't know, can you please help me understand? Um, that's a way to just grow and learn in ways that you never would be able to without saying it. So don't be scared to say you don't know. Don't be scared to let yourself be vulnerable. Um, yeah. Can I give advice both in the internship search process and then also when you're there? Because I think those yeah. are like two very different things. Um, but in the search, I think definitely, definitely, definitely start early, but then also I almost think it's worth it to like really commit yourself for like a month and just like really grind and like work hard at it and like really prepare and like throw yourself full in because there's this very specific time window in which companies are looking for interns. And if you miss that window, it's a lot harder to find a position. And so it sucks like kind of putting school almost on the back burner. But in a lot of ways, I think internships offer um opportunities that you wouldn't get in school and I think that's a almost like a good way to justify to yourself like why you should continue to focus on this um and then also when you're in in the internship I think what we said earlier about networking is so important because obviously there's a lot you can learn technically when you're sitting at the desk and also from your manager and like the whole like development cycle but then also getting to like meet different engineers of different stacks and like different areas of the company and then also people of different companies and like for example like the summer like a lot of us we really went to a lot of different company intern events and like got to see a lot of different companies and get exposure to like how all of those different cultures worked and every single company is truly different and getting to see that and really network and like really truly squeeze the most out of those three months. I think Um, that's the best advice I have. Yeah. I I also would like to echo a lot of that and give two pieces of advice for searching and at the internship. Uh, I I feel a lot. Everyone has said all the things I wanted to say, but one thing, especially when you're searching, don't underestimate the value of the career services. Most schools have career centers and they have very good advice for resume. I went there a ton and there is so much advice they gave me and it really makes a difference like it you don't you might not notice it at first but it eventually does pay pay like it pays it pays dividends so definitely take advantage of those services and definitely start early get feedback just get and another and one thing i hear a lot of people say is they look at qualifications and say oh i don't think i'm fit for that don't don't even just apply just apply don't let don't filter yourself out. Let them filter you out. That's their job. They're, the recruiter's job is to filter you out. It's not your job to filter yourself out. Just apply. If they don't want it, they won't They won't take it. So just apply. That's it. Um, when you're at there, yeah, um, networking, I think, is very important. But go in with the mindset to learn and think of what you're going to be taking away um, when you come out of the internship. What a lot of recruiters will look at is what technologies you used during that internship, especially for tech. So I think that's something to go keep in mind like go in with the mindset to learn 
All right, you guys all have such good advice. <laughs> I'm like, what am I going to follow with this? Uh, but I'm actually going to give a piece of advice that it's kind of similar to some of you is, um, but it's something I would give to anyone and I often do to new employees that start at Netflix. And I almost regret even when I didn't do this at Netflix was ask questions. Like I think everyone, we're always scared to ask questions, you know, fearing that we're, we're going to say something stupid. Who cares? Ask the questions to learn. And I think that echoes like very similar to like, Mars, Ryan, like you, you both kind of said that. And I think that's so important is just asking the questions or, or be vulnerable. You'll learn so much more. And people are very willing to help explain that. If they're not, well, you know, screw them. But, you know, <laughs> uh, usually most people are very, very happy to help and, and provide that additional details that you may need to, to learn. So ask the questions. All right. At the end of each episode, we like to choose picks that we found interesting and like to share with our listeners. Let's go around the table. Ryan, what do you have for us uh, this episode? All right. So I have two picks today. Uh, The first pick is actually a song that my oldest son has released on Spotify. Um, It's called Recovery, and he goes under the name of August Bell. So please check it out. Give it a listen. Share it around. uh, Help my son get a little bit of exposure. And the second one um, is a pair of running shoes that I've been running in lately, and it's the Nike... Uh, Air Zoom Pegasus 35s. Um, and if you've been a runner for any any period of time, you've probably heard of Nike Pegasuses because they're one of the most iconic running shoes out there. Um, but I go through a lot of running shoes. In the last two years, I've probably ran in 10 to 15 pairs of shoes. And uh, these are by far my favorite shoes I've, I've ran in in the last couple of years. They're just awesome. So if you're a runner, even if you're not a runner and you want to get into running, uh, go grab yourself a pair of these and your, uh, your feet will be very happy. Wow, that's Nike a lot of shoes, man. <laughs> <laughs> but if they want to send me a pair of Pegasus, hey. <laughs> Mars, what do you have for us? Um, I have kind of two travel-related picks. The first one is very loosely related to travel, but um, I love the feeling of kind of sitting in a hotel and, you know, listening to the music and doing work and having like a cup of coffee. So I've been listening to the Workday Lounge playlist on Spotify, which has been really great for coding um i can't have a lot of uh, words in my music so it doesn't have a lot of music and it's not super trancey it's just kind of relaxing and and peaceful to code to and then the second one is um i may be an engineer but i love the feel of pen to paper so moleskin came out with a new notebook called the voyager notebook which is this tiny little notebook which is for planning trips um and i'm gonna travel geek out on you a little bit it's got all these different sections so like it's got a daily budget section it has an itinerary section it has a section where you can like reflect on your day and a little map and stickers and like three different little bookmarky thing things anyways um i really like it so if you like the feel of pen to paper and also love to organize your trips to the point where they're hyper organized then this is the notebook for you so you're very well organized so i can just imagine how, <laughs> how good that is yeah ryan's seen my uh to-do list which is just compulsive so <laughs> he understands it my love of, me all the love time, of notebooks <laughs> yeah i guess on that travel note actually i last was this last week almost Maybe two weeks ago, I had the opportunity to go to Seattle, and there I went to the Chihuly Gardens. Oh, it's beautiful. It was beautiful, and I was just, like, astonished that this one man alone had this vision to create these, like, massive pieces. And even in there, there was this video that explained this kind of, like, art piece that he did in Jerusalem. And, like, the pieces are just, like, massive and gorgeous and stunning, and it was very mind-boggling. Would recommend. What's impressive is he went blind later on in his life as well. Yeah. What? Yeah. Um, And then my second pick is 
in the end of September, I had the opportunity to go to the Grace Hopper Conference. Um, and there I got to hear Priscilla Chan speak and she gave an amazing talk and I teared up because she talked about the American dream and how like she's really just like truly lived it out. And although there's not necessarily recording of that, I think she gives a pretty similar talk in like this online, easily accessible YouTube video. So I would definitely recommend checking it out just because I think it adds this layer of depth to like both her and like the Chan Zuckerberg, um, initiative that I think is sometimes like lost in the world of tech. And that conference is quite amazing. Yes, I it was an honor to be Huge there. Huge turnout. Yeah, it's amazing. massive. Yeah. Some serious FOMO this year. <laughs> yeah, I had serious FOMO on that Stacey one. Went. Augustus, what do you have? Uh yeah, I have two picks. Uh one is a drama that I've been watching called Code Black. Um it's a doctor drama and it's different. I guess it's been out for three seasons, but I just started watching it. Uh, it's different from dramas like House, where there's this one very, very special case. This is the lives of residents in a hospital that has so many patients that they don't have enough resources, and you see them jumping from like patient. They're juggling like five different patients, and things just get crazy. So I don't know. I think it's very exciting and fun to watch. Um, and then a shameless plug. Uh, my second pick is a Medium article that I wrote called "The Mentorship." Uh, and it talks about, I talk about kind of like my experiences with mentoring, um, an intern. I've mentored two interns actually for Evernote and I've had a great experience. I've learned a lot from it and I heavily encourage a lot of engineers to take on that same role if it's offered to them that if you have the opportunity to mentor an intern, you, it's a really fulfilling experience. So it's a great article too. I've read it. So highly recommend reading that, especially it's well on topic. All right, I have two picks. One is actually a Netflix original documentary series. So it's a more of a TV series. It's probably not for everyone. If you like photography and beautiful pieces in the world, it's a good one for travel. It's called Tales of Light. It's like really follows like certain photographers. Some I've watched I guess I've watched like half of the one's first season and it's following someone doing like action shots, someone like doing uh, landscape, someone doing animals across the world, which is it's some pretty interesting stuff and like just amazing places in the world that they're visiting. So I highly recommend that. And then uh, I chose an article that on GitHub Actions, which I found very interesting, that uh, one of our previous guests, uh, Sarah Drasner, wrote, and it really explains like how GitHub Actions are super useful. And she, she breaks it down really well and covers a lot of interesting things that you can do with them. So I highly recommend that. Before we end the episode, I want to thank Moria for joining us. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. It was great having you on. Where can people get in touch with you? Twitter is great. My username is M-O-I-R-A-H-U-A-N-G underscore. Great. Thank you all for listening to today's episode. You can subscribe to the Front End Happy Hour podcast on whatever you choose to listen to podcasts on, uh, which we are on Spotify now, which is a nice Woo-hoo. thing to have as well. And you can follow us on Twitter at FrontendHH. Any last words? Experience. Experience. Cheers.